social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil this heating season. Switch to Henry Oil. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them today at 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil. You can depend on Henry Oil this heating season. Give them a call today, serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Remember, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, always online at henryoil.com. Well, it is Wednesday. It is, uh, we're slowly making our way through the month of December, December 15th. And folks, big day, as many of you know, Governor McKee is uh, set to have a briefing this afternoon where he's going to announce uh, some guidance, shall we say, possibly restrictions regarding COVID. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about this, and a lot of people are kind of jumping the gun, and the governor certainly has been letting people know for quite some time that he's going to be making these announcements. I, I want everybody to kind of pause a little bit, and, uh, and I, I normally don't do that, but you, you, there there's some clues as to what's going to happen. And what I mean by that is if you look at Massachusetts and Connecticut, neither state have an indoor uh, statewide mask mandate. And if anything, Governor Baker has kind of deferred to the governor of Massachusetts to defer to different cities and towns for how they they want to handle it. So I I am telling you, you know, we're going to find out. I don't think uh, that Governor McKee is I don't think he's going to do a uh, a mask mandate. I think they're going to strongly encourage masks, strongly encourage. And and then you may see certain cities and towns announce that they want to have policies. Mayor Lorza, the mayor of Providence, has already said that Providence may have one. Now, I think that's unfair to a lot of the businesses um in the city of providence but um and also i think with the schools i know a lot of parents don't like that there's a a mask mandate in in the schools and they're probably right however what i don't think is going to happen is i don't think that the governor is going to go for statewide virtual uh, distance learning so i don't think that's going to happen either the numbers are creeping higher plus Apparently, the new virus not only is it highly contagious, but it's it's more seemingly like the flu. The flu, by the way, can knock people flat. So I think that the governor of Massachusetts, Governor Baker, has kind of set the tone. They're having more testing. It is something people have to be aware of. Um, I I recognize a lot of people don't see value in the mass. A lot of the experts are saying if you're vaccinated, they don't see really the use in having a mask. Un vaccinated people uh, around other vaccinated people should not have to worry about a mask so uh there's a good story in the boston globe where you know there's there's uh a number of different experts and and they they're not all on on the same page many of them don't feel one thing that seemingly is coming out is that a lot of the experts say that mask mandates don't work 
mask mandates don't work. It does not work uh, as pressure mounts for a new statewide mask mandate. Experts are divided on whether they work. There are many people saying now you actually do more harm when you start to it's you know, it's the government uh, saying you have to wear a mask. People are not responding well to that. So there are uh, other experts in the field that that are saying that the, the better approach is to continue to encourage people and then a lot of people on their own will start to do it. Apparently, since Thanksgiving, more people are, are doing it. One expert they talked to said he favors the approach New York City is taking where a business either requires vaccination or a negative test enter a public venue. In a fully vaccinated environment, I don't think people need to be wearing a mask. So it, it's going to depend on, I think, many of the cities and towns. But I, I don't think, you know, Governor McKee is definitely... Uh, he's feeling the heat. He's under pressure from his health department, I think, to to do something. And there there are some people, by the way, that are completely masked up and believe in that. But the, the experts are saying if, in fact, you have a high number of people that are vaccinated, which the state has, right, which the state has, then th- there's no reason to to go into that. And I think another point that is really important, and again, I want to talk about this. It's this story in the Boston Globe, a mass mandate requires follow-up enforcement and it, it it generates complaints and let's face it they just don't have staff to do that and as we've kind of talked about you know many people in whether it be in a uh, retail store business or a restaurant they, they don't want to have to be the mask police they don't want to have to you know say to someone all right everyone's going to put the mask on if you get up to use the restroom in the middle of the dinner you got to put your mask they, they don't want to do that and and the state really doesn't have the enforcement on that so uh i i think the mckee people again they they seem to be having some challenges with the media they they seemingly were trying to to me stem some of the criticism from some of the candidates running for governor by by not being silent so that's why over the weekend they started to put out that you know the governor will have something to say and we're studying it and then they put out the press release that the the new variant had in fact arrived in rhode island even though it hadn't you know, it's not like it took a life or put anyone in the hospital, just that someone had tested for it. So it would seem to be that more testing, I think that uh, Governor McKee is going to take his lead from the governor, Governor Baker of Massachusetts, who's not running for re-election and, and is also um, just announcing that, that they're going to um, they're going to do more testing. And it is something for people to be aware of. Folks, it, it, it would seem that we're starting to fall into this phase where it's going to be the the seasonal flu that that's the way i i take it notice i mean much like the flu it's it's worse in in as it it gets colder we go outside that's why it never made sense to have everyone inside and then you go back to the spring of 2020 when they were closing state beaches and then and even the parks that's ridiculous that's where people need to be to be outside so that is the big focal point of today another story that's that's out there and it's just so sad that um how paranoid people are how they're allowing certain things to also happen with um with with various individuals and and what i'm talking about is in in barrington barrington high school somebody went into the um girls restroom in and scrawled on the wall that you know they're going to take their father's pistol and shoot up the school and it's so sad how paranoid and frightened these children now are and they think 
when they see, and children, they don't know. I just want you to listen to, this was a Channel 12 interviewed this student. And it's, what's so sad about this is it's, it's, it's panic, it's irrational fear. Uh, with Rhode Island's strict gun laws, we're actually one of the safer states in the country. Listen to this student from Barrington. And I'm scared for my life and I'm coming into school and I can't learn because I'm nervous to see my friends putting their name there and saying, I am terrified to go into school. I don't want to end up on the news as a picture and someone saying my name. I don't want my parents to have to worry about that. I don't, I don't want to end up on a t-shirt. I don't want to be a hashtag. Like we just want to live. We just want to go to school and live. So what's so sad about that is it's, 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 that's irrational fear and it's being allowed to fester and apparently no adult is talking that child down um, off the ledge. If there are, there are students that are waking up and thinking that just because somebody scrawled that in a bathroom, that's, um, that's cruel, but it, it really needs to be vetted out um, just because, yes, there was a shooting in, you know, in, in Michigan, but that, that's, it's, it's entirely different. Um, when, when people start to talk that way, and so they want everybody to go distance learning, and it's, um, it, it just doesn't add up. I feel bad for the student, and I, and I think it's a failure on the school and the parents not to try to kind of bring someone down off, off the ledge, so to speak. All right, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL Carry a factory authorized dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Replacements, whether it's for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. This winter, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank, and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable. 
good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call the rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in rhode island 401-885-4209 you can depend on propane plus Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. Joining right now is columnist of the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan, roadmap really uh, sizes it up pretty well. Uh, in the course of the McKee administration, you know, you and I had talked about last spring and in the summer. Uh, it was all kind of glorious. You know, you're opening things up, you're loosening things up, uh, money's flowing in. This is now to me, and I think you sum it up pretty well, but his first case where you make decisions, uh, not everybody's happy about them, and you, you know, kind of have to be the, the bad cop in some way. And this is one of those days for Governor McKay. Yeah, John, I mean, I, you know, I think the old... Uh, um like saying about kind of politics in, you know, not just in Rhode Island, but anywhere is, you know, the real, the real truth is with big decisions, it's just the best bad decision you have to make. Right. Um, and politicians hate that. And I think Governor McKee has a situation now where uh, he, he has, uh, he, is, he is going to make somebody upset today you know, uh, unlike, as you just pointed out so well, you know, where when you're when you're announcing vaccines or when you're announcing, you know, free flowing money, uh, you, you know, you're mostly happy. You can mostly brag about how, you know, good things are going. This is one of those times where, look, you know, it, no matter what gets announced, you're going to have, I think, business community that's going to push back a little bit. Um, I can guarantee you're going to see no matter what gets announced, uh, his Democratic rivals in the governor's race, but just in general, you know, I think the the uh, kind of the the activists or like the progressives are going to push back on whatever he does. So this is a this is going to be a tough day because it's going to be really interesting to see how he handles it. Kind of going in knowing that uh, folks are going to be kind of upset with him no matter what. Now, Dan McGowan, I, I think there are some clues here, and would it? And you've written about that you believe that he should institute a, a statewide indoor mask mandate. I believe, but I, I think some clues are that Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has not instituted that, and the Governor of Connecticut, who's also a Democrat, Ned Lamont, he has not. I, I I think that kind of makes it difficult because, especially for businesses right along the border, he is from you know. Uh, the northern Blackstone Valley, northern part of the state. So you're really right up against the border. Rhode Island can't be an outlier. Rhode Island can't be an outlier. I think that's one of the arguments they're going to make. And I also want to mention that the Globe has a very good story today that that experts are divided on whether mask mandates really work. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. You're right. I would have said, you know, when I, I wrote a column last week and you and I talked about it saying that I thought the governor should institute an indoor mask mandate, obviously got lots of pushback. Um, it, 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 if you were to ask me, so I think that ran last Tuesday. If you were to ask me on Thursday or Friday, I would have said, yeah, I think the governor is going to go with an indoor mask mandate. Today, I do not think the governor is going to do mm. that uh, because of, I think he's got cover from Massachusetts and Connecticut. Yep. 
you know, unlike Gina Raimondo, who really liked to be the first or the biggest or the yeah. best, uh, you know, Dan McKee is going to take a cue from a very popular governor uh, in Massachusetts, a very popular governor in Connecticut. Um, I, I think he knows that if he does this, suddenly that puts a lot of pressure on Governor Baker and Governor Lamont, uh, respectively. But it also, it just, it puts him out of touch with the rest of the region. And we're so, especially with Massachusetts, so kind of interconnected. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think that you'll see, a, what I think you'll see is some sort of uh, almost a hybrid type option, which, you know, I, I alluded to this in Roadmap today, but, you know, some version of, you know, businesses can enforce a vaccine mandate. You have to show your vaccine card, but if you're not vaccinated or you don't have your card, you have to wear a mask. I think uh, that's what the, you know, certain folks in the business community have kind of asked the governor to do. Um, that's going to make, look, that's going to make a lot of people mad on both sides, right? Because you're going to have some of the progressives and, and kind of health advocates, generally the Democrats say, well, that's not far enough. You're going to have a lot of folks, look, if you're, if you're, you know, in the restaurant industry, for example, you know, do you really want your, you know, uh, 16 year old, 18 year old server having to have a conversation with, you know, checking for vaccine mandates? So yeah. there's going to be- The answer is a, no. Yeah. Right, you don't. The answer is no. And so you're going to have, uh, you know, a, a challenge there. But that's where I kind of think the, the direction that he's going to go in. I do not think you'll see him say, uh, we've got it. We've got a mass minute. And you're right. You know, the Globe had, a, I thought, a really good story. And, and you know, one thing to take away, right, the, it's not that the Globe, you know, we have really good health writers are saying that, that masks don't work. It's saying, do mask mandates work? And there are Correct. some folks who think, that you should put, you know, that, that, that kind of putting it on and sort of appealing to the public as opposed to forcing the public um, is the way to go. I, I think Governor McKee prefers that approach. Um, and that's where I think he'll, uh, I, I think he'll try to kind of split it up here today. I don't think you'll see an indoor mask mandate. Dave McGowan, I do think it's, uh, and again, folks, so speaking with Dave McGowan of the Boston Globe, I think it's interesting, you know, Governor Baker had announcing he was going to run one of the things he mentioned was he wanted to take the politics out of a lot of decisions he was going to have to make for COVID, uh, to his credit, by the way. And, and now we're seeing this. Do you think they, they, it was a misstep? He, he used that word about the bonuses. Was it a misstep to even build it up that yesterday that he was going to have this and there'll be some announcements instead of just coming out and saying he's going to have a, a briefing? And maybe it's too early to tell, but, but now it's been like it's going to be 24 hours of people speculating and talking about what is he going to announce today well in, in the media more than 24 hours yes because you're right friday friday night we all get an email from the governor's one of the governor's spokespeople who says you know the governor is going to meet through the weekend with with all the important Good people point. and we're going to come out with executive actions you know early next week well now it's middle of next week right i think you're right i mean look i think what he set himself up for is no matter what, folks are going to be upset because, you know, he, you, you suggest or you hint that you're going to take major actions. Um, and if you come back with, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking into the camera and asking Rhode Islanders to band together and, and, and just, you know, try to, to avoid getting more cases, that's not going to fly for, for a lot of people. So, yeah, I think he set expectations up 
um, you know, in, in a way that he almost is forced to kind of let folks down uh, today. You know, I, I will say it does speak to kind of who this governor is. And there are many cases where this is a good approach that, that the governor takes, right? And, you know, you think about anything outside of a, uh, you know, a health crisis, you would say, boy, that governor, he listens to everybody. He doesn't stop listening. He really kind of uh, takes into account everybody's wishes and all that. But the challenge is there's urgency here. Um, and he's got a tough, you know, he's got a, a, a grow, growing tension, I think, with that health department. And so, you know, he, I think he feels like he's being a little bit undermined by, by his health folks. I think he's trying to keep the business community happy. He's trying to, you know, remain popular so that he wins re-election. Uh, it's a very difficult situation that the governor is in. Dan McGowan, um, in, in on top of that, I, I think the fact that Governor Baker just said we're going to do more testing is not doing the mask mandate. I, I think, again, where you're exactly right. Where Governor Raimondo seemingly almost had no regard for what uh, those around us were doing. Uh, Governor McKee is just he just is not flowing that way. Plus, he is trying to get elected uh, and win the primary next September. So I, I think the decisions made by Massachusetts and Connecticut have, have huge bearing on his decision. What about schools? Do you think he makes what what will he announce in schools? See, he keeps hinting that, you know, there's that we want to keep schools open. We're going to do yep. everything we can. I think that's where uh, some of the testing co comes in place. I'll tell you, I think the go governor Baker did a really intelligent thing by announcing, you know, we're going to hand out all these stay at home tests or you know, test at home kits. Um, and, and, you know, cause that's a way to say, look, you know, we're not necessarily asking you to, to inconvenience yourself and, and have to go somewhere to get tested. You know, you could do it at home. We're going to give these things out at least in, you know, in certain, uh, many, many low income areas. I think there's plenty of money to do that. So I think I see the governor kind of go in that direction, um, so that he can kind of say, look, I'm, I do not want a situation where, uh, you know, where you're closing down schools for an extended period of time. One thing that you and I joked about this last year, but one thing that Governor Raimondo at the time and President Trump got crystal clear right was schools needed to be open. That's right. right? And, and they were on the same page with that. Gina Raimondo yes. was, was out of lockstep with the Democratic Party. That's right. In many ways when she, when she was pushing for that. Um, and, you know, I, I think Governor McKee feels the same way. And there's a lot now, you know, a, a year later, more than a year later, there's a lot of evidence that suggests you really, really need to keep these schools open. So I think you do something where, you know, you, you get, te you, you expand maybe that, that the test and stay programs, you get more tests in the hands of people you know, so they can do it at home and you do everything you can to keep schools open. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, they're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Easy to get to right off of Silver Spring Street, right off of 95. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa. Everything is baked fresh. And especially this time of year, they have delicious Christmas cookies, Christmas baskets, Christmas 
everything at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Delicious calzones, everything fresh. Stop and see them. Look for them on Facebook. And their hours are Tuesday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, delicious Christmas baskets and delicious Christmas cookies and treats, plus the most delicious calzones and also cannolis. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook for directions and hours at the Ropen. It's Christmas time at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay with uh, Governor McKee's big day and, and uh, this whole situation with the mask. W- what about the uh, potential fly in the ointment when May- Mayor Alorza is announcing he may announce the city's own <laughs> mask mandate or or mask policy that could be different than what Governor McKee announces? Well, you know, for, for, all, these, for all these guys and guys and, and females who, you know, try to say that they are taking politics out of everything. Uh, Let's be clear. Now, Merrill Orsa is not running for governor, but he wants to kind of twist the knife at Governor McKee. And this is a very political move. I mean, the number of times during the early points in the pandemic that Merrill Orsa was adamant that he stay in lockstep with, with Gina Raimondo um, and not step further than what she wanted at the state level and in his his reasoning was sound it was look we can't you know if if you suddenly lock down providence is about half of rhode island's gdp if you shut down providence ahead of everybody else you know it it, it first of all it puts a lot of pressure on everybody but it also it just doesn't work it just means providence is taking lots of heat and nobody else is um, you know, also, let's be clear, uh, Mara Lorza doing something is not going to automatically, fo- this isn't the days of Buddy or even Cicilline, where like, if the mayor of Providence does it, so Cranston's now going to do it, or what right. is, those guys are going to say, who cares? We don't care right. about his decision They'll do the opposite. at all. Yeah. That's what they may do the opposite just to spite him. Um, you know, Johnston's going to say, we're, <laughs> we're open for business while Providence right. is closed. And so... You know, this is a that's a very that's a, that's a move that the mayor is, I think, really trying to kind of twist the knife at the governor, trying to be a little different, and probably trying to publicly pressure him into making a statewide decision. Dan McCown, when Governor McKee makes his announcement, uh, it's Wednesday afternoon, and it's it's going to affect the state. What, what do you think, just in in the way that the the field of uh, candidates for for governor? I, I, like, can you do you think you already can predict how many of them are going to react? Oh, I think they all have statements prepared. Yeah, <laughs> right? wow. it's, it's like how journalists and we, you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit. You know, on election night, we all have stories that say Trump won, Biden won, or sure. uh, you know, McKee won, or Helena Folks won, or whoever won. You know, in a, we all write set, you know stories that you never see if they don't come true. Um, I guarantee that every candidate for governor, at least the serious candidates for governor, all have, you know, multiple statements prepared and they're going to try to be, you know, the first ones to get it out there and get it on Twitter. And, you know, it's, it, it's going to be, uh, my guess is you're going to see almost unanimous opposition to whatever the governor does. Yep. Um, 
because you know it's going to be he didn't go far enough you know from the from the Matt Browns okay. of the world it's, it, you know, right. it's going to be the push you, you know you got to spend more money all this stuff so yes I think you're going to see a rush so that all these guys get this you know so they get in the paper tomorrow I mean that's the answer so they get to see so people get to see them on the six o'clock news and things like that and 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 do you think all of them will be critical more of for instance magaziner and and matt brown and helena they're all going to say he should have issued a statewide mask mandate or even more like let's pretend he does issue a statewide mask mandate somebody's going to say you know he should he should have a vaccine mandate he should have right yeah i think it's going to be unanimous i would be stunned if there is even a single amount of credit that's given to the governor Mm. i think what you'll see is you know, thank God for the health department, yep. uh, but the governor keeps, you know, waffling or something like that. I think that's what you'll see from the candidate. Dean McGowan, are you surprised uh, based on, and there seems to be a lot of infighting with the, the health department. Are you surprised that that Dr. Scott is still, you know, the face of the Rhode Island Department of Health and is still serving in that role? I am surprised that there wasn't kind of a path for her exit kind of carved out yeah. during the, the transition. Um, and even if he, she stayed on and she said, you know, I'm going to leave by July 1st or by September right. 1st. Um, I'm surprised by that because it, look, this has been clear for the entire time. Look, before Governor McKee took office, when there was the transition happening, there his office and his own personal complaints more than anything, more than anything about Gina Raimondo's not helping me or the staff isn't helping me. It was about the health department. It was always yeah. about the health department. You know, it was, it was there. They're jumping the gun on things. They're kind of getting out ahead of me. Um, the challenge now, though, is, look, I mean, the politics are very real. You have a black woman who has been, a, you know, kind of the face of the pandemic for yeah. Rhode Island, for a lot of Rhode Islanders. Um, and has done a pretty good job, you know, not, not perfect, but has, has done a generally good job. She's a trustworthy woman. Um, you can't force her out. Um, and so she's got a lot of power. Mm. And, but, but right now, this, is, this shows you when you don't put in your own people, yeah. now, you, you know, you, you do, you run into the situation where no matter what, you know, you've got folks in the health department and all folks, by the way, throughout kind of state government who are not necessarily loyal to the McKee administration, you know? And so what happens, what happens? People call us, right? And they say, and it's not, it's not like Nicole Alexander Scott is calling Dan McGowan to complain. It's four people below the director, you know, who are, who, who, who just, who have no reason to, you know, who aren't going to ever be named in public and who are saying, you won't believe what, what I heard in this meeting today. Exactly. That's how this works. It's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised there there hasn't been a transition there. And now I think it's too late. Uh, folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And again, I can't emphasize enough how good. I actually read that article last night about the mass mandates. The problem is when the experts are not on, on the same page. Dan McGowan, I would also agree with you. And I even think on the national front that, uh, that President Biden, that Dr. Fauci, Dr. Scott, all these people that have kind of been along from the very beginning. I, I think the public has burned on them. I think it would do both administrations well to have someone else as the face of it, so to speak, and almost like the, the point person. Uh, but let's but the whole situation you mentioned Matt Brown and Zitha Mendes, they had a big night the other night. Oh my God, all those tents and music. 
But the question, and there was a big write-up in the Globe that I you know, went in depth with her. Where did she brush her teeth and the train station and so forth? But the big question is, is this resonating and going to have an impact uh, on the race? What, what, what are you hearing from some of the, you know, his opponents? Uh, the fact that you're not hearing or I'm not hearing from very many of his opponents, I think, tell you, tells you everything you need to know, right? Um, you know, the, the, the only thing I've always said this about Matt Brown and sort of that progressive movement, the, the only thing that I think all the candidates for governor worry about with him and with that group is they're not going anywhere and there is a, you know, a, a, a large chunk, not a majority, but a large chunk of the Democratic Party who will vote with with that group because he's always going to be the furthest to the left, right? Yep. The, and, and so, you know, I think they're all worried that, oh, you know, does, is he going to get too much attention? Is he going to catch fire? But on this issue specifically with folks sleeping outside, and I mean, you know, in some ways having the music there the other night and, and kind of making this into like Woodstock, um, you know, I think <laughs> is, it, it is not what, it's just not real life for how no. actual homeless people are handling this. And I think people do uh, see through that. And again, it's still something that, you know, somebody said to me yesterday, somebody very in the know in politics said, you know, I was getting my hair cut in Cranston yesterday and I was asking if they, you know, knew about what was going on at the state house. Not a clue, right? Yeah. Most people I think do not actually know. And, and look, if I were, if I were the progressives, if I were Matt Brown, I'd say, well, that's a, you know, a damn shame because there is, you know, there, there, there are homeless people there. Those issues do need to be addressed. But I don't know that the, I think people understand that part. I think they, they don't pay, you know, all that close attention to kind of a stunt at the state house. Uh, folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, remember, stop in and see Michael at The CBD Store. The CBD Store. And they're located 1845 Post Road in Warwick. They're right off of 95, right across from Airport Plaza. Stop in and see Michael, so knowledgeable, at the CBD store. What can they help you with? Well, they can help everyone, especially whether or not you're maybe you're fighting stress or anxiety this time of year, all time of year, everything we're going through. Maybe you have trouble sleeping or you're dealing with pain, even seizure. Stop in and see Michael, and he'll help you. All natural at the CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. You can also find them on Facebook. What they're also amazing about is they even have it for your pet. That's right. We started to give it to our dog who's a little bit older, and it really helps his hind legs jump up onto the, the deck. Folks, stop it and see them. The CBD store and mention the John DePietro show. 25% off your first purchase Stop and see them, The CBD Store in Warwick. Look for them on Facebook, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays, 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, Rhode Island tradition, 
since 1977, located 226 Cohesett Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Cohesett Inn, 226 Cohesett Avenue in West Warwick. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who had a column on one of the candidates running for mayor. And I got to admit, you know, obviously I I read it, but what really jumped out at me was, and I thought of you immediately, just, I, that's, he's the first one I've heard of uh, contemplating, hey, why don't we sell Triggs and turn that into a new neighborhood? I heard from a number of retired uh, police and fire that certainly enjoy golfing there. But um, uh, what what were your thoughts when, had you heard that before? Uh, Let's, let's talk about this, someone who was an insider and now, in fact, is uh, got a lot of endorsements rolled up to be the next mayor of Providence. Yeah, this is a, a guy who is, you know, the consummate insider when it comes to yep. re- Providence politics. Worked for Cicilline forever. Worked for Angel Tavares for, uh, you know, for all four years of, of of his administration, and then went on to the Secretary of State's office. Um, and and look, is well known among insiders, and is not at all known among anybody else. Right? He's gonna. That's his challenge. Um, as he as he kind of comes up here, but he, you know, one thing, and I I did a um, interview with him. I think it was you know it was on it was I think it was on television or something a while ago, maybe six months ago, and uh, it was right as he was kind of beginning to tell people that he was running for mayor, and and I thought he was pretty weak. I thought he was a weak candidate. He he, yep. he didn't have a lot of thoughts and ideas. Um, you know, he came across as a guy who's smart, you know, knows the place, knows, knows where the bathrooms are in City Hall, but probably wasn't going to be like the inspiring candidate that was going to win people over. I'll tell you, six months later, or whatever the timeline, um, he, he's got his issues down and he knows how to make news. And the column with me, like you said, you know, I almost spit out my coffee when he said I want to sell Triggs. Huh. Um, because that's not something you you hear very often. Now, in in the one thing that he, I, I think he's grabbed onto, that is smart. If you told me you want to sell Triggs and put money in the pension system, I think I'd roll my eyes and say, like, come on, like, we can't just sell every asset, right? Uh, you know, just to give the retirees. He ties it to housing and says, look, we yeah. need you know more units of housing. It, what you're seeing is, it, especially with a Democratic primary electorate in Providence, very liberal, you're you're seeing the reaction, at least the initial reaction, as, you know what? I don't use that golf course. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, he he knows what he's doing on that front. Now, I think that's a wildly unpopular move broadly as somebody who likes to play golf at Triggs. You know, I think it's not a great idea, but it's a talker. And then the other thing that he did when we sat down I got to give him credit, John. You know how these guys are. Sometimes you, you've done this for years. They tell you, I'll give you 10 minutes or something. Right. He sat down two hours on the yeah. day he has his big fundraiser, big, you know, big kind of official campaign kickoff. And we went, you know, down the list. He was very critical of his opponents mm. um, in the race, something you don't usually see this early right. in the race. You know, I like that. Um, me too. He, he's ready to kind of fire away. Um, he, he's prepared to do this. And he has a path to victory, right? If you see uh, two East Siders, Brett Smiley and Councilwoman LaFortune, kind of splitting things up over there, there's a path for, for, for Gonzalo Cuervo to, you know, win a lot of Latino votes, to win, you know, uh, some of the other neighborhoods in the city. 
and, and really sneak up on people. I think he's a very formidable candidate. In fact, I would say, you know, I still tend to think Brett Smiley's probably the favorite at this point. He's raised a lot of money, got a lot of support. But I, I think Gonzalo Cuervo's probably kind of running second right now. That's just my gut feeling. That's not from polling or anything. I think I think he, he's putting together a very real campaign and has the support of Angel Tavares, who is, you know, remains a pretty popular guy in Providence. Very much, so, yes. You know, his, his endorsement is is more meaningful than Jorge Alorza's. It's probably more meaningful than David Cicilline's, at least citywide, maybe not on the east side. So, so uh, he's going to be a real candidate. He's going to be there in the end um, for sure. I, um, I, I don't know who came up with it. Boy, I like his signage of, and I haven't seen that before, Gonzalo, not for mayor, for Providence. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, smart move. And he very smart great, move. Yeah. I'll tell you, he put out a great, now people don't see these videos because, you know, everybody can put out a video on YouTube, but his campaign kickoff video, very professionally done. Mm. Um, you know, it, it looks good. It tells a story about Providence, tells a story about him. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I, I wrote in, in my column on Tuesday that, that is really kind of an interesting situation. You think about the last two mayors that were elected. Angel Tavares was the you know, was kind of the outside lawyer who, you know, was not necessarily uh, tied to Providence politics in a big way. Jorge Alorza, you know, was not the favorite in his primary and then ran against Buddy in a general election. What you're going to get in this race for mayor next year, uh, almost no matter what, you're getting somebody who's going to be an insider. You're going to get yeah. either this guy, Gonzalo Cuervo, Brett Smiley's been around forever. Michael Solomon's the former council mm. president. Nerva uh, LaFortune is the, you know, councilwoman for two terms now in, in, on the east side. So th this is going to, what you're going to elect next year is not the fresh-faced newcomer. It's going to be an insider, and it's going to be now a matter of, you know, who's the person that can actually move the city forward. Um, and Gonzalo Cuervo is going to make a pretty compelling case for it. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, just one uh, note on the race for governor. You know, I was speaking with someone who was, he was saying to me, he just thought the Magazina campaign was no momentum, no buzz. Uh, there's just no movement with it. What, what is your thought? And then they released this, you get this endorsement from former Congressman Patrick Kennedy. You know, there was a time that that would have meant a lot. He was the, you know, the feared person and people were afraid if he was going to challenge someone for, for Senate. Um, it came out. I, I didn't see that it got much news. I, I think... You know, maybe they were just doing that to try to get some talk about the campaign. But, boy, how times change. A, a Patrick Kennedy endorsement, it, I, don't, I don't just think it carries any weight anymore. John, can I tell you, I'm not lying to you in any way. I, I honestly, and somebody pays very close attention, I honestly didn't even know this happened. Oh, I didn't wow. know that Patrick Kennedy He did. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I feel a little well, bad. Well, that tells somebody, you all you need to know right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it really does speak to something. Kid you not, didn't didn't realize that. Uh, so my bad on that. And yes, I, I think that's right. I, I, You know, what they're really struggling with, and I, I've talked to people on that campaign, um, you know, uh, they, they, they've struggled with it since really day one of the campaign, but even before that, is they, you know, for, the thing that will help him potentially in the long term, is he's got people around him who know how to run a very traditional democratic primary campaign 
in yeah. Rhode Island. So he's got the pros that can that can make this happen. The challenge is, is that the game has changed very significantly, yeah. um, you know, just in the last couple of years. And so, you know, the conversations that I, I know I'm having and that I think we're all having with folks on that campaign is, hey, how come, you know, how come nobody covered this endorsement from Patrick Kennedy? Or how come, you know, there, I put out a, a big list of policy ideas that I want to do. How come it's not getting, you know, the buzz? In, in their eyes, it's, hey, I'm a statewide office holder. I'm a serious candidate. I'm potentially the leading candidate for governor, at least fundraising wise. Um, you have to cover me. And look, you have, a, you have a media that's smaller than ever. You have a yeah. pandemic that we're all dealing with. You have more interesting, I'm just flat out, you have more interesting things that, are, that you know, are, are in the news. They're not used to, you know, just putting stuff out and not getting a lot of attention right. for it. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I think they're shaken by it. I, I do. Yeah. And, and I'll be interested to see how they handle it because everybody's going through this. The Nelly Gorbea campaign complains all the time about how yeah. nobody pays attention to her. Um, and, th- you know, this goes back to, for folks who are counting Dan McKee out, look, the power of incumbency, that's, that's right. the one thing that he still has. Everybody yep. has to pay attention to him, um, you know, whether he likes it or not. And so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, look, I think once you start to get closer to debates, things like that, you will have more attention paid. But right now, look, people are not, they do not care about your endorsements, your no. policy proposals. They care about, you know, we're getting close to Christmas. What's going to happen with the state, you know, COVID wise. And pretty much that's it. Yeah. And the next surprise is going to be when they ask people, what do you think of our new television commercial and the amount of people that tell them, I don't watch television anymore. That's so true. But, Such but a good that's point. That's something they're going to find out. Now, Dan McGowan, before we talk about Roadmap, I do want to point out, folks, this is a must read. The story about the East Providence City Clerk, your colleague, that is great reporting. I, I, I don't know how else to describe that woman other than basically like a pathological liar. But it's it's such a wake up call for every not only city and town, but business. You When someone is going for a job, you got to pick up the phone, confirm some of these things that yeah. that is remarkable. Someone who, you know, has caused such a stir in East Providence. And the more you read that story, if someone had taken the time to go through that resume, my God, it sounds like the whole thing was basically exaggerated and fabricated. Yeah, this was Brian Amaral's story on that, that wow. former, now former clerk in East Providence, huh. I believe is running for council. Huh. You're, you're, you, you nailed it. I mean, Brian Amaral, to his credit, yes. this was one of those things that was a, a, you know, hey, this is strange, you know, and, and he lives in East Providence, so he's interested in, in kind of what's going on there. And, you know, it, 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 every time he asked a question, it got weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah. And it, you're, you're right. I mean, look, at, we're heading into another election season. Folks, <laughs> they, they embellish their resumes. They yeah. occasionally lie about their accomplishments. Um, you know, you really got to pay close attention to this, you know, because it, it, sometimes, fine, look, you tell me that you were, you know, top of your class and you were actually third in your class. I don't care that big of a deal, you know, but you start to say you, you've got, you know, a, a, you know, an advanced degree or a degree at all. It, these things should be confirmed before you kind of can tout that as 
you know, your, your strengths. And Brian Emerald did a really nice job just checking everything. Yeah. And, and it also shows, uh, damn it, God, before we, but just all the different platforms, you know, that somebody posts something on LinkedIn and then they post something on Facebook. And the problem when you, you're exaggerating those things, is not just like the resume. Now it's all these different platforms that the, the lie or embellishment, exaggeration, whatever it, you want it, to call it, John, starts it, to it, expand. You know, it's also the cult, like this culture that we live in now yeah. that, you know, you, everything is so very public and suddenly, yeah. you know, your comment on a Facebook page where you're fighting with somebody that you don't even know, and you're trying to, you know, prop yourself up a bit. All of these things are fair game, especially if you're yes. a public official or you want to be a public official. Now, folks, again, each day, as you can tell, I start my day by reading a uh, roadmap. It arrives right in your inbox. It's a free email. And Dan McGowan, right now, before I let you go, if you could just extend that courtesy to everyone that's listening. Very simple. And John, you, you just nailed it. You know, we talk about this every week. It's free. It's quick. It's, it, you know, you're just going to get sort of the, the everything you need to know about what's happening today, kind of some analysis from me or sometimes you know, polling numbers, just interesting little tidbits that you can take with you that will kind of make your day better or at least make you think for the day. Um, it happens every single weekday and the simplest thing you can do, if you want it, you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Just send me a blank email. It doesn't have to say anything. Send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job, and we will talk to you again. See you later, John. Thank you. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 6880517 look for them on facebook brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401 688 it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65% off the entire store it's a once in a lifetime sale at 65% off all week long open sundays sale includes diamonds diamond engagement rings diamond earrings diamond wedding bands diamond pendants and bracelets all at 65% off all wedding bands rope figaro miami cuban and puffed gucci chains along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65% off all week long one year interest free financing anthony's jewelers where rhode island gets engaged Fall is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com they're helpful 
trustworthy, reliable residential services. From winter to summer, trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24 emergency service, R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401 732-6562. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Check out the website, dipietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, depetro.com, depetro.com. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340.